Hey, everybody, welcome back to Altered Podcast, coming to you live with a solo episode. Alexa here. And I've been sitting a lot with, and I feel called to share with you the thought of being fully alive, the embodiment of being fully alive, the experience of being fully alive. Death is guaranteed. Right? We know that's how this game ends. We know how this whole shebang finishes. But living fully, that's actually not guaranteed, right? And most of us won't do it. And when I really feel into who I personally know, and, and I'm like deep in this work, I am deep in the spiritual community, I am you know, I'm out in the world. I'm like seeing some people and meeting some people these days. And when I really feel into it, I don't really know very many people who are actually fully alive. And I felt into, and I've met a few of them, right? You can feel it. You you know what that means. So what does that mean to you? Like, have you actually met anyone whose light is turned on, that they are really fully living in alignment with whatever their path is. And when I think of that for myself, like I have moments of feeling fully alive. I have moments of feeling so um, embodied and so rich with presence that I am like vibrating at a frequency of full aliveness. But there are things and people and substances and situations that inevitably, for me at least, pull me further away. And I think that's part of the question, is who, what, who and what (laughs) brings me and therefore you, because we're all here on this exploration together, right? As I explore, I I hope that you do too. Who or what brings you closer toward yourself? I can think of Certain people that when I get around them, my light dims or certain substances like I actually I, I, I love my relationship to alcohol, right? But I'm also conscious of the fact that if I have a little bit too much, I'm not moving toward myself anymore. I'm moving further away from myself. That's all there is to it, right? It, it goes from conscious to unconscious really quickly. And so we look at our relationships and we look at these dynamics as a means and as a mirror to bring us closer and closer to who we really are. Recently, I, it's, I don't even, I don't know how to phrase it delicately or properly, but um, we had a really bad tragedy happen. Um, a dear friend of mine, Christian, um, Christian Oliver, who's an actor here in LA, was on vacation with his two daughters, Anik, who was 10, and his daughter, Medita, who was 12. And they took a little puddle jumper. Um, They were in the Bahamas. They had to take a puddle jumper from one island to the next. And uh, the plane crashed. And all three of them died, including the pilot. So four of them, all four of them died. And it feels it still in many ways feels surreal and in many ways feels so wildly, wildly unfair. And yet I'm reminded through this experience 
that very few things remind us of the preciousness and the profundity of being alive, like death. Very few things wake us up. Right? Have you ever been in a car accident and you pledge like, oh, I'm going to change the way I do this, or I'm going to dump the chump, or I'm going to get the job, or I'm going to put myself out there in this way, or I'm going to make more time to be and, and meditate, or I'm going to do these things. And you, you like pledge these things because you're like, this is what's important. This is what's important. I, I see the light. And then life happens. And life happens and life happens and we move further and further away. We forget, right? The opposite of remember is not to forget. The opposite of remember means to dismember, to make separate. We disintegrate these things that we learn. So when we remember through things like pain, like death, like loss, like grief, we are reintegrating. We remember what's actually important. It's such a trite example, but I woke up this morning and I just received some really beautiful candles from my aunt. And I woke up and I was going to do my practices. I journal and I meditate and I do my whole morning ritual. And I took a candle and I was about to light it. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll save this for. And I paused. I was like, what? the fuck would I save this for? Like, what am I saving a candle for? Like, Use the candle. Like, use the candle. That doesn't mean we be frivolous and we spend all of our money in one place or, or we like make crazy decisions that don't feel aligned for us. But light the candle. Tell the person you love them. Do the practice. Say no. Whatever it is that we're like waiting, we're waiting for something to happen in order for life to start, or we're waiting for something, some occasion to like use the candle or tell someone how you feel. Like that is not only is that ridiculous in a multitude of ways, but the truth is, is time isn't guaranteed. We get two things. We get time and we get choices. And how much time we actually don't have control over. There was a moment I was like, I really felt into it. And I have this, or I had this belief system around like, oh, I'm here to do these things. And I'm here to like, be a good person and like do this, that and the other thing. So like, I, I'm sure I have time. Like there's like a story in there that like my ego has created in order to keep me safe, quote unquote safe. There are air quotes happening in case you're not watching this. Time, we don't know how much time we have. I mean, like my friends who just passed away, like Anik was 10 years old. 10 was 10, uh, Medita was 12. Like there's no doubt in my mind they thought they had more time. And when we're pleading with the divine to figure out why this happened, all I can say is that it's not up to us to know. Everyone has a different belief system around life and death and what happens when we die and what happens on another plane of consciousness or not, right? I personally subscribe to a more Hindi tradition 
as if we had sacred contracts right, coming into this plane of consciousness. Right? We came here to learn certain things. And some of us fill those contracts faster than others. We complete the mission faster than others. And what we were here to learn, we don't necessarily know. But there is undoubtedly a web that interconnects us all. And we're all here to proliferate our soul's growth. Anik, Medita, and Christian are teachers of mine. They are dear friends as well. But they're teachers of mine in aliveness right now. And that's not to say that what happened was fair or just or okay. In fact, it was fucking hideous and it was truly tragic. But we do need, at least I feel called, to find a golden thread in everything. There is always a golden thread in every loss, in every tragedy, in every exquisite moment. There is a golden thread. And the golden thread that I can find in my personal experience of this devastating loss is that I am awakened to my aliveness. And I am here to also share that with you because perhaps you too need to remember your full aliveness the fullest expression of who you are. And that doesn't mean big. That doesn't mean you're doing like, it doesn't mean Oprah Winfrey, right? It doesn't mean Kim Kardashian. It doesn't mean, it's, it, it means whatever it is for you, right? What's aligned for you would not be aligned for me. It's not big. It just is what's aligned for you. And it's funny because when I feel into like what's actually aligned for me, a lot a lot comes up around um a sensation of safety, right? Like wanting to feel safe and held in my decisions. I I was just talking to a client um today actually about this sensation of like not wanting to fuck it up or like not wanting to make the wrong choice. And this sense of kind of analysis paralysis keeps us stuck. It keeps us unable to really fully move toward what is aligned for us because we're just, we're so afraid of making the wrong decision. And I don't know if there is such a thing as a wrong decision. I don't know if there is. I think there's learning in whatever decision one makes. And all we can do as individuals is continue to check in with the nobility of our body, keep checking in with who we really are, and noticing how it feels to move forward. That doesn't mean it feels good. right? I've made some really powerful decisions that didn't necessarily feel good, but they still felt like a yes. It was scary. It was unfamiliar, right? Moments of, oh my God, this is big. Or, oh my God, this is like, wow, I'm investing a lot in this. Or, oh wow, I'm giving a lot of my time or what have you. But it still is a yes because it's aligned, right? The fear can still be there, but you can just trade out the word fear for unfamiliar. And remembering that we don't feel a sense of certainty from knowing what comes next because none of us know what's coming next, right? None of us know what's coming next. We feel a sense of certainty from knowing that whatever it is that comes next, we have ourselves. We're not going anywhere. We support ourselves. We won't betray ourselves. We will lift ourselves up. 
And we have people and rituals and we we have support from others around us as well. Right? We cultivate meaningful partnerships and relationships that allow us to feel good and safe. But the primary sense of safety has to come from within because whenever we put our love, our sense of value, our sense of love in someone or something outside of ourselves, it can be taken away. So that sense of safety, that sense of love and value starts here. And ironically, this is, again, the great paradox. When we feel it internally and it can't be taken away, we undoubtedly call in people and circumstances and situations that align with that. And that's the beauty. So feeling that safety, even in the unsafety, because the truth is, is safety is uh, relevant, right? It's important. And yet we are indeed unsafe, right? Like I said, the thing that is guaranteed is that we will die. There is annihilation. This body does decompose. This body does leave. But ashes to ashes and dust to dust, but who we really are cannot combust. We drop the body. It's true. The body's not totally safe, but we as beings are. In fact, we're impenetrable. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. So who we really are cannot combust. And that's a nice thought. You know, you can't good enough your way into a meaningful life. Right? Like, if you're a good person, it doesn't guarantee you more time. If you're a good person, it doesn't guarantee you more years on this planet. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be a good person, but it's, it's like where it's coming from, right? We don't want to be a good person because we're afraid that if we aren't, we're going to leave. We want to be a good person because it feels aligned for us. We want to be a good person because it feels good. We want to be a good person because it feels like who we really are. But living in fear, that's really what I'm getting at. Living in fear. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be constrictive. I'm not going to uh, like, you know, oh, don't have sex. It's bad. You know, like that sort of thing where we're living in trepidation. That energy is not helpful for creating a life that is fully lived. I talked about this a, a bit in my last solo, solo episode. It's like, who's driving the car of your life? Like, who's making your decisions, right? If there's a driver in the seat of your life, of the car of your life, who is driving the car? Is it you? Is it your highest self? Is it your tantrum inner child? Is it fear? A lot of us, it's fear driving the car. Oh, I don't want to do that. Go this way, quick, go this way, and then smash, right? Or or guilt. Is guilt driving the car of your life? Oh, yikes, I can't do that. Oh my gosh. And then you're unsteady and you crash the car in another way. You can't good enough your way into a long life. You can just live a life that's aligned for you. And your life is going to be what it's going to be. 
Yes, there is free will. Yes, there is all sorts of stuff. But some of us are here for lessons. Some of us are here for something that we cannot see or touch in a tangible way. So all we can do is be fully alive right now because time is not guaranteed. And so many of us are walking around thinking that in order to feel a sense of safety, we need more, right? We need more relationships. We need more money. We need more opportunities. We need more fill in the blank. But more isn't actually more. More is deeper. We don't need more money. We need a a deeper appreciation of the money that we have. We don't need more sex. Well, some of us do, but we don't need more sex, but we need deeper intimacy with people that we're connecting with, right? More isn't necessarily more. More is deeper, getting underneath it, getting more present with it. If you want to go deeper in anything, whether it's a relationship, whether it's, um, in in relation to a substance like food or anything. We need to slow down. You can't bulldoze your way to a meaningful life. If we want to go deeper, the practice that I've been preaching for as long as I can remember is the ticket that I found, and I haven't perfected it, but I have undoubtedly cultivated a deeper relationship to it, which is the practice of savoring. And savoring simply means to make something last, to slow down long enough to actually experience it. And not only experience it with our mind, like, oh, wow, I'm here present for this conversation, but experience it somatically in our body. How does it land? Whether it's a breath, whether it's a sip of coffee, whether it's a piece of chocolate, whether it's a kiss, whether it's a view, whether it's whatever, a book, doesn't matter what it is. Can you slow down long enough to actually experience it somatically? Where does it land in your body? How does it feel when you're consuming it or experiencing it or being with it? And just notice this awareness that you are aware You are loving awareness. That's who you really are, right? We have this inner voice that's constantly going and going and going, but who's the listener to that voice? It's just awareness. You are loving awareness. So savor it all. I've spoken a bit about this, but I remember the day before my mom died. She wanted to be outside, but it was hard to get her outside because it was early in the morning and she was having a hard time walking at that point. And so I said, I'll cut you a deal. How about we sit you by the window? We'll open the window. She had these big windows in her bathroom and it's like a dressing room, not necessarily a bathroom, but she had these big windows and I, I sat her there and I brought her coffee in her best china and I just watched her savor each sip and savor and notice each breath and revel in the magnificence of the birds flying by and hearing the sounds of the neighborhood. And it was like the most beautiful practice of savoring I've ever seen. 
because there was undoubtedly an element of the truth, which was the fact that this was it. She knew, whether consciously or unconsciously, that she was dying, that she was about to leave the body. And we experience our life through our body. Our body is a vehicle to experience this life. It's a vehicle. It's not an ornament. It's not this thing we're just supposed to like look good in and present to the world. No, our body is the vehicle through which we get to explore this life. We get to have every sensation, right? Beauty and pain. We get to experience all of it through the body. Without the body, we don't know what what feeling is. And yet so many of us are spending so much time trying to ditch the feelings. We're like, ugh, I don't want to feel that. That grief, ugh. Yes, it's hard. Being a human is no joke, arduous warrior shit. It's serious. And it's also beautiful. It's brutal. Brutal and beautiful. It's all of it. So savor it all. All of it, all of it, all of it. And there's an element of, you know, I've been talking a lot about truth. Like there's so much that so many, so many of us, myself included, have a hard time saying. We're so scared to say the thing, to tell the person how we feel, to tell the person that they hurt us, to tell the person that we love them, to tell the person whatever. My sister Lauren Taos says, Easy conversations, hard life. Hard conversations, easy life. And as usual, she is hitting it right on the money. Right? When we leave this planet, when we leave this body, can we have the audacity to have nothing left unsaid? I remember as my mother was dying, we had like 10 days that it was very clear that it was happening and she was at home. We were all there. I mean, she pulled us all aside one by one and had, I mean, she said some things. (laughs) She said some things, you guys. Like she did not fuck around. She was serious. I mean, she, I, I don't necessarily want to share what she said to other people because I don't have their permission, but she said some things. and. They were hard and they were necessary. She did not die with her music still in her. She belted it out. And I think that's um that's a privilege. It's a privilege. So if there's some music left in you, things that need to be spoken and spoken safely, whether you speak them with a facilitator. Right, present, or whether you get clean and clear on them first so that you can speak them in a way that really serves you, do it. There's there's some relief in knowing that we're all going to leave. Like, do it. Do it. Say it. Like, we're all leaving, and we're in no rush to do that. We're here to do the human thing. There's no rush in getting to the end. But since we know where we end up, do the thing and say the thing. So often pain is our teacher, right? It knocks us conscious. 
but it doesn't have to be the only teacher. Right? Like I just experienced this tragedy and this whole community that I live in, I live in Laurel Canyon, like we're all grieving and the um the two girls who passed away, you know, their mother is still here. I mean, it's just like pain is currently my teacher, pain is currently her teacher. But can you also allow, and can I also allow in moments that are not this one, for pleasure to be the teacher, for joy to be the teacher, for love to be the teacher? Because it's all possible. You can learn through all of it. It doesn't just have to be in these devastating moments. Because, you know, life doesn't like start when something happens, right? Life doesn't start when you get in that relationship. Life doesn't start when you have a certain amount of money in the bank. Life doesn't start when you do this, that, or the other thing. And it's like, oh, there it is. Life is started. No, life is happening right now. It is happening right now. And how much time you have here, we don't know. How much time I have here, I don't know. But what I do know is this is it. That life is happening now. And that's not meant to fi- like light a fire under your ass. That's just meant to like lovingly tap you on the shoulder and say, are you in alignment? And if you're feeling stuck and you don't know, you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do, I invite you to take some time to, to really sit with the question, if this were my last day, if I somehow knew this were my last day, what would I regret not having done or not having experienced or not having been? If today were it, what would I be sad that I missed? What would I regret not having said? What would I regret not having felt? And then do yourself a solid and don't regret it. You don't need to. Right now, you're listening to this, you have time. Remember, this is it. As always, I'm here to support you. As always, I am grateful that each of you are here. Thank you for carving out the time to listen to this episode that's exquisite and excruciating in every flavor in between. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it if it resonated. Um, As always, I'm walking beside you, sending you all my love. It's all happening. Guys, thank you so much for being here, taking the time out of your day to connect, to get altered. What a gift. If you like this episode, please do share it. Share it with someone who could benefit from it. Share it on social media. We need to have these conversations. We need to have free content that we can integrate into our lives. So share it. It would mean so much to me and it will probably mean something to whoever you share it with. Uh, Again, if you haven't already, please do leave us a five-star review and a written review wherever you listen to this podcast. It will help us so much and you're the best. Thanks so much.